Welcome to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast where seeing things differently inspires limitless possibilities. The Limitless podcast was created in order to inform, educate, entertain, and share stories from within the blind and partially sighted community that show that the opportunities for those who are blind or partially sighted are truly limitless. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce you to your host, the founder of Blind Beginnings, Sean Marcelet. Welcome back to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. I'm your host, Sean Marcelet. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. Really, really want to thank our listeners for showing up each week. This, this podcast is so fun to create, and we really appreciate that people are listening. And if you do enjoy the podcast, please consider sharing it with somebody um, subscribe so that you help us increase our downloads, which helps us to increase our reach. So thank you for that. This week, we're talking about asking for help, which I must admit is something I struggle with. Uh, I don't really like asking for help. It's, it's a bit of a problem for me. And I'm grateful to be joined by three amazing co-hosts for this conversation, Keisha, Nika, and Jenny. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Thanks for having us. I have already admitted that I don't really like asking for help. I have a hard time with it. I'm curious how each of you feel about asking for help. And maybe you could also remind our listeners a little bit about yourselves. So uh, my name is Keisha and I have, I have RP. So same eye condition as Sean. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I just have light perception basically. And I, for me, um, asking for help is a journey, um, has been a journey and will continue to be a journey. I, have uh, never really been a fan of asking for help at all. Um, I am stubborn as the day is long. And, uh, I really, I think probably asking for help is tied quite a lot to my security as a person and my self-esteem and my need for independence oh it's yeah it's um so yeah so sometimes I I can ask for help and I and I'm getting better with time as I as I grow up and get old and get older and more experience in life but I still struggle hi I'm Nika my eye condition is Peter's anomaly so I have some usable vision that's mostly in my left eye and I can see shapes and colors and the outlines of objects but I'm not able to see like finer details unless I'm up close and kind of pretty similar to both of you um I feel very strongly about this and I hate asking for help I hate myself for doing it I despise myself for doing it and it's I guess something that I need to get over but I think a lot of it kind of stems from I had a lot of people in my life assuming that I couldn't do things and that I wasn't capable. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of people offering to give me help um, when it wasn't solicited or when I didn't ask for it. So after those experiences, I kind of tend to be more on the, okay, like I need to now prove it to every single sighted person that I can do this um, and that my vision doesn't stop me from doing certain things. Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. totally get it. Uh, Jenny, how about you? Um, yeah, so I have bilateral marcopthalmia. So that means I have, in the shortest terms, no vision at all. And I was born blind. I'm 22 years old and I'm from the Fraser Valley in British Columbia. And I'm a university student and a Blind Beginnings alumni slash volunteer. Um, in terms of asking for help, I think when I was younger as a child, um, especially during elementary school um, and middle school, um, more so elementary because all the kids needed help, you know, tying their shoelaces, doing all those sorts of things. I didn't really notice the difference. Um, as I got older, I kind of developed what was called, was I called uh, learned helplessness. Um which meaning in the sense of because sighted people or people around me would give me so much help, I just kind of learned to be helpless until someone kind of came up and helped me. So Mm -hmm. 
Um, that was kind of what we called it. And I really had to kind of break out of that cycle and really learn. Um, however, now I feel like I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> um, where I feel like <clears throat> with the sighted world, I'm, you know, I feel a little bit more comfortable, ironically, asking for help um, and a little bit more comfortable kind of telling them, no, I don't need help here. But I think in the terms of when I'm around my blind peers or blind um, counterparts, I feel like this intense pressure from my peers, just the way they talk about my skills, talk about other people's skills, talk about their own skills, that I have to be 100% independent, um, never ask for help, even if it's something that a sighted person would ask for help with, um, even to the terms of you know using an elevator versus stairs or using a car versus transit, things that everyday things that everyone relies on. Um, so I think it's really hard um, in that sense for me to be like, oh, I need help in this area. Um, and this is something I struggle with. I think it's, I feel like I'm stuck in like a tug of war of between the, the two communities and, how, you know, how each person thinks this is enough and this isn't enough. Ultimately, I should rely on my own needs and decide what isn't enough and what is enough. But, you know, society. So interesting because I think, you know, Nika, Keisha, and I all talked about how it's really hard for us to ask for help. And I, I know that stems from kind of the societal, well, for me, at least I can't speak for everybody, but I, I'm, I'm going to make an assumption that it'll be similar, that if society as a whole views blind people as helpless and needing a lot of help, I know for me, I just was like, I got to show them they're wrong. I got to show them that actually I'm not helpless. I've got to demonstrate how capable I am. Mm -hmm. um, and I wonder if the pressure you feel, Jenny, from other blind people is kind of that, you know, we all felt that, you know, like we've all felt that this sort of like people assume we're helpless. So we, we need to not be, and then we're putting that on other members of the blind community, perhaps at times just sort of like, come on, you, you know, don't you feel the pressure? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I think know. it's definitely um, something like you said. So after I figured out that, oh, I'm not helpless, I did kind of feel that, oh yeah, I can prove to society. And now I do. Um, I think with blind people, it's also a bit of internalized ableism mm -hmm. that we hold for ourselves. I think that us taking a cab, if you, you know, don't like that, or if you are so shamed by it, I think that kind of speaks to we have some unlearning to do about, about what we think independence is. Um, because a sighted person might take a cab after a long Friday night out at restaurants and stuff like that. Right. Um, and yet they don't feel that pressure. Um, so, you know, doing the things that sighted people would ordinarily do causes us to kind of be seen as less. So maybe we should define help and maybe mm -hmm. we, we're all viewing it in a different way because maybe there's a difference. So like, you know, for me asking for help for something I am able to do myself, but it would just be easier to have, you know, I can take the bus, but if you drove me, I'd get there halfway in half the time, mm -hmm. um, is still hard for me to ask because I'm perfectly capable yes. of taking transit and I normally would. And I, it feels like luxurious or something or like indulgent, like, like you're being privileged. Yeah. Something. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. Um, like kind of you're spoiled, like in a way. Yeah. Especially right. as someone like I live in a place where it takes me two hours to get to school on transit. I would get to school two hours early. So getting a ride and being there in 20 minutes and using that extra time to do other things and kind of doing homework and things that sighted people would do makes me feel wrong, especially, you know, if I tell people about it or like, you know, wanting to dress nice, but having to transit. So you're mm -hmm. wanting to get a ride instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes right. you feel guilty. And I, I have talked to, you know, other blind people who, who I do want to say, say, you know, I do that. Or I've talked to my guide dog school. Who's like, we gave you a dog who can work in your area as long as you keep up her roots. Right. Because, I do have a guide dog and that independence needs to be maintained. But I think that it's also dependent on what services and skills everyone is available uh, has available to them. Someone might have 
a lot of skills and assets available to them that another person might not. So the help might need to look different there. And I think that we, we see help as the same way for everyone, not individually. Well, but then the other diff, like I'm thinking about if I need help reading something, it's easier for me to say, can you just, can you read this to me? Although only when it's a short thing, if it's a long thing. Oh then... yeah. I feel guilty for that though. <laughs> Even if it's a short thing. <laughs> or can you f- help me fill out this form? That's a pa- piece of paper that requires, you know, people to write things in is a little bit easier because I actually can't. I mean, there's probably some blind tech guru who knows how to do that, but I don't know how to do that. So asking for that is pretty easy because I actually can't do it. But when it's something that I can do, I have a harder time. Um, Mm -hmm. What about you, Keisha, Nika? Does it matter Um, what you're at? Like, how would you define the help? I would say so. Um, Kind of like you were saying with forms, um, I'm working on uh, filling out a form to get like taxi vouchers and the PDF is not accessible. and for me, I need like my parents to help me fill it out. But at the same time, I also want to make it easier for future people in my position. So I'm also trying to talk to the people who run the taxi voucher program to actually make the form accessible. Um, but I didn't really mind asking for help because I tried to figure it out um, in my own way multiple times and I couldn't figure it out. Um, another thing, I'm okay asking for help if it's for something that will eventually make me more independent. For example, Mm -hmm. uh, today I'm going out with friends. And when I was telling my mom, like, hey, I'm going to go out. She's like, ask your dad to drop you off. And I'm like, ew, like, I'm not going to get a ride. I'd rather transit. I'm not even going to Uber. Like, I'm going to transit. And she was like, well, how are you going to get to the restaurant? And I'm like, I'm going to meet like see if I can meet a friend um, at the SkyTrain station and we can walk together the rest of the way. And I don't have issues asking to meet someone somewhere because when I walk with them, I will remember the route. So then next time I will be able to do it by myself. So I am asking for help, but I'm asking for help with something that will eventually make me more independent or Um, I'm like paying a friend to teach me some ILS life skills. And with that, I don't really mind asking for help or um, stuff like that, because then I'm learning the skills for myself to then implement them and be more independent. Right. But if you're paying the friend, I feel like I don't feel guilty for anything if I'm paying someone like Mm if I could pay for every time I asked for help, this would not be an issue. Yeah. Like I don't feel guilty about Uber at all. Everyone pays for Uber. Right. It's so many bit- sighted people use Uber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm really, I really struggle like with asking for help and I almost, it's almost like I, I, I definitely do. One thing that I struggle with is like c- comparing myself to others. And it's almost like there's like a scoreboard, like, if I'm asking you for help, then I like, there's like a, I feel like a OU kind of, yes, you know? Yes. And I feel like, what, what can I do to repay you yes. for this thing that I asked you to help me with? Like, you know, um, I'll try and I'll try to do it. I, I, I like, I want to be a team player. So, you know, if I'm doing something with friends, like we're out doing an activity, I try to pull my weight by you know uh, maybe I'm bringing snacks or maybe I'm I'm gonna help with gas money or I'm gonna um, try to do some root like some research or something like just whatever Mm -hmm. it takes but I'm always I always catch myself in my head like thinking okay how am I gonna repay them like how am I gonna balance this and it's just it's something that I really struggle with internally because and and also like I I find that well, well, with a lot of my friends and close and the people that I'm close with, like I'm less, I'm getting better at asking them for help because a lot of them, you know, I'm friends with them or close with them because they believe in my capabilities. Um, but I find that the, the more that somebody underestimates my abilities or acts, you know, strangely or uncomfortably or overbearingly, um, the more I'm going to st- I find myself like, okay, I need to prove, prove, prove. I will never ask them for help. Um, <laughs> yeah. And da, 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 right. 
so I, I don't know like that's that's the thing but it's funny because I and comparing myself to others is, is I think probably one of the biggest things I need to work on in life and I'm really trying but it's funny because I I even met like a, a sighted person recently who doesn't drive and I said to them and they and they do a lot of cool activities and stuff and I was like why don't you drive and they said I'm actually scared to drive and they're like a you know late 20s like adult and I was like kind of blown away and they you know and I was like well what do you do like besides transit like you are you how do you feel about asking people to like give you a ride and they're like yeah I mean it's okay like and and I thought Mm -hmm. to myself wow like that's so interesting because I feel like you know in my circumstance if I had the opportunity to to be able to get my license I'd jump on it and but it's funny too because I've had friends come to me and say like Keisha you know we love we'll help you you're our friend like we love to help you like why are you making such a big deal about it like we know that you would help us if we needed it and I think to myself I would absolutely mm-hmm. like anytime that I can help my friends I jump at the possibility like yeah. I I do what I can so it's so weird that I feel so guilty asking them for their help I totally am that person too who like gas money or you're driving I pay for lunch or any little little thing that I can do I do that as well but I just wanted to say when you said that last part about people just wanting to help people have said that to me too they're like I'm walking to the trash can with my garbage why won't you just let me take it like why are you so insistent on walking there like I'm doing this for the whole table like you're not special Ginny like you're wanting to be special (laughs) and I'm like I've heard that too yeah like that's true and um I now have a partner who wants to help me to kind of show her that's how she shows you know love but I won't accept that and she's like okay but now like I would do this for anybody in a relationship I want to get you coffee because I want to get Ginny coffee not because Ginny's blind so I'm actually pushing people away as well now I find Mm -hmm. because I won't let like my partners or friends help me in that way I I feel like it impacts reaching out or initiating too, like, you know, calling a friend and asking if they want to go for lunch when they're going to be the one that's going to have to drive and they're Mm going to be the one that's going to have to read the menu and they're may have to guide you to the bathroom. And like it actually that insecurity or that worry about the imbalance impacts me actually asking people to do Mm -hmm. stuff socially. Oh yeah. because I know I'm going to need stuff. I know I'm going to need some help. So how do I navigate that? And I think we're totally undervaluing what we bring to the relationship though. <laughs> I think you're right. And, and I do find though, that I feel like I need to be entertaining. I'm funny. I need to be fun when people hang out with me. Like I, I'm going to bring my full personality because they better darn well like hanging out with me because I'm going to have to ask for help sometimes. 100%. Which can feel like some pressure, right? Natural mm-hmm. or did it come from someone telling you? Because for me, I right now don't really have any sighted friends, but I did in high school. And I remember like my EA was very, um, struggled with like respecting boundaries. So whenever she'd observe uh, my friends and I, she would always pull me aside and be like, you need to stop um, like walking with them because they're like, they're only walking with you to be nice or that, um, you know, they're super nice and they're never going to complain about helping you with the buffet, but um, you are actually like, you know, really burdening them or, or they would kind of like, she oh. would always like say like this stuff um, with that. Or it's like, you do realize when someone's like offering you to like grab something when you go out to Starbucks or like offering to like throw something away for you it's like because they feel like they have to right like yeah yeah them out so that for me a lot of it came from her specifically because she kept telling me that I was like draining other people and that I need to pull my weight in my friendships oh wow that's like why when other people are already going to the bathroom I'm like oh I'll come with you but yeah, if you're yeah. going to the yeah. bathroom like just for you I'm you'll not just going hold to. it and hold I'll it and hold it until hold somebody it. says they're going <laughs> <laughs> but also, too, that reminds me, in, in second year university, my friend and I were walking out together because we're friends, what a concept, and we were just hanging out, and the professor goes, thank you so much, and she's like, 
excuse me and he was like thank you so much for helping her and she was like so weirded out I've had that and I had to explain it to her or like in grade seven um they were trying to get me to be more social so we had like a chart where people would sign up to hang out with the blind girl and then my teacher would give them candy afterwards. So I think Whoa. that all instilled like a lot of that, as you say, Mika. So I definitely agree. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. No, I remember a, a girl in high school, like uh, one of my best friends who is one of my best friends to this day, um, was ha- we were hanging out and it was a similar thing where this other girl that we knew in high school like came up to me and she said, you know, I won't say my friend's name just to protect her identity, but she's like, someone's, you know, that friend of yours it's so nice that she hangs out with you it's so nice that she helps you and like oh like you I hope like I hope you're grateful and I was like oh, <laughs> and back then I was like way more insecure so I was yeah. like oh wow and then I like went to talk to this friend of mine and I was like this is what she said and it made me feel really weird and my friend was like whoa that's like not at all the case like (laughs) yeah but just stuff like that is really really ignorant to say and it totally places that just self-doubt there because I feel like most people just don't really think like that or most of us just living our lives don't automatically think that we're a burden and that thought literally would have never crossed our mind if we weren't just told that by multiple different people in our life or strangers who don't even know our situations yes yeah yeah definitely that fear of being a burden is like probably one of the biggest ones for me and and it's definitely at the root of all of this right it's like Mm -hmm. well asking for help means I'm burdening you with my needs Mm -hmm. which just feels really really uncomfortable to the point where I can't even I won't even ask my husband for a ride and I'm paying for the vehicle that he drives, you know, (laughs) Yeah. unless, so this is the thing. If somebody's going that way already, no problem, right? If you're going to the bathroom, I can say, oh, do you mind if I come with you? If you're driving past my house, I can say, oh, do you mind picking me up? But if you're going to go out of your way, I'm going to cost you time um, or energy in any way, then it's, then it just feels like, uh Oh, I'm, I'm burdening you, which I don't want to do. And then if you're, if you are burdened, what does that mean? Does that mean they don't want to be your friend now? Like, you know, there's all these, these things that might go with that. I don't get why, because I like see sighted people do that for people all the time. Oh, like I'll drive you home. I'm like, I know I, I want to, like, why is it I, I don't know. Okay, I'm not trying to say that we shouldn't tell children in, in, in school about mobility and independence. But I also feel like we preach it so hard that it kind of puts you all the way at the other end. I don't think mobility is the problem. Because, no, sorry. Because like, help yeah. is across the board. It's not just getting rides. That's only one piece of it. No, right? but it's, I mean, like anything, like you you know, preaching it, whether it's in mobility, preaching it, whether it's in the classroom, like, I feel like it's just said so much for us blind kids, because we think that we need reminding of it, that it just kind of shoots you across. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people that assume we are helpless and would do stuff for us forever. If we never learned the skills. So I think we have to learn the skills. We do have to learn how to be independent because otherwise we are helpless, right? And I've like, found that some people are require a much, much more assertiveness for um, when I'm presenting my boundaries than others. Oh, like yes. they, they require um, to be told numerous times in a very strong way, like, I, I don't need your help right now. And you need to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas some people, they, they back off easily, and they're really respectful. And they're like, Okay, absolutely. Like, fair enough. Um, and that's like, then sometimes like for me, sometimes I take on like, uh, because I'm like, I just want to, I just want to get this done right away. So then I'm more assertive almost than I need to be sometimes then it's like, okay, now I'm just being grumpy. Like, yeah, <laughs> and that's that not too. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like the insisting to take your own garbage to the garbage can when someone else awkward. is carrying it, all the garbage they're, of everyone else's. They're like, why are you just, you make, just sit down, Jenny, please sit down. And I was like, okay, like, all right. So 
are there times when it's easier to ask for help? Like, or certain people, certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. I mentioned like, if someone's already going that way or doing that thing, I find that easier, but do you guys have situations? Yeah. I would love to speak to that. So like, like I was saying earlier, like I, I find that people who like, I already get the sense that they believe me capable and they kind of give me the Mm. respect from the get-go um and they listen when I say things like boundaries etc those are the people I'm more likely to ask for help from um but it always takes me a while it's like I'm a little like maybe hopefully I I get quicker and better at it as I get older but I'm like a little chicken emerging from a from a shell like I'm I like have a really hard time at first for the long, for a long time. And then it's like, I peek my little head out and I'm like, okay, I'm going to start asking for help now. (laughs) And and then it's like like earning their trust or something. Or like they're earning my trust and we're Mm -hmm. earning each other's trust. Like the more I build like this trust and respect with somebody, the more I'm like, okay, I think I can ask them for help. Like, especially like, you know, if they seem pretty happy about it and then I, I, I also feel like more inclined to like do things to help them out. And like, I know I have like a couple of people like at the top of my mind right now, like who, like one person in particular, who's a friend of mine who I just, I have never felt more like I could ask someone for help than this Mm -hmm. friend. Like they, they've always been so, well, first of all, they've always believed me like capable and they've always seen me as a human first and blindness later. And they just like, they, they always are great. They ask me for help sometimes. Mm, and that right. makes me want like, wow, cool. I can help you. Yeah. Um, they like, we, it's really symbiotic and uh, in our relationship as friends. And I just, that is like, I, when I think about how I want to create helping relationships with people, I think of that person and the standard that they set. And I'm like, wow, that's what I, that's, that's my safe place. So I guess now it's time to like venture into the discomfort zone. Do you think that it's the, the genuine belief that they like you? Yes, I yeah. think so. Like the genuine belief that we're like friends and we're both like giving and taking and it's not like, it's not, it doesn't feel hard. It's not, it's, it's an equal friendship. It's not like you like them and you're not, you're still wondering if I don't they know. like me like, yeah. or if they're like just being nice or yeah yeah whatever <laughs> totally I think a situation where I am more comfortable asking for help is kind of when I'm with other blind people I just I don't know I feel mm-hmm. like I don't really need to prove anything to anyone so I feel more at ease asking for help and with strangers sometimes if it's like a one-off if I'm at school trying to find a classroom for the first time, I'll kind of be like, do you know where room 441 is roughly what direction? And then they'll kind of point me in the right direction and I'll figure the rest out. Or if I'm just walking somewhere where there's a lot of different businesses right beside each other. And if I'm not exactly sure which business is the one I'm looking for, I'll like stick my head in and kind of be like, is this the coffee shop? And they'll be like, no, it's the bicycle store. The next one over. Uh, <laughs> close. <laughs> You're so close. <laughs> I don't know why those two would be next to each other. Yeah, especially my neighborhood. There's like a lot of little uh, plazas. And <laughs> Sorry. Stuck together. Um, and something that I'm also okay kind of asking for help with is that I was at the vet. Um, yesterday and they were kind of giving me like urine sample containers and they're like so you need to write down like what time each one was taken at and I'm like I can't do that Um, and I don't think I have people in my life who would be willing to do that for me Um, so then the receptionist basically got like colorful stickers so on each container kind of put on so it's like blue will be the first sample green will be the second one Um, and that was, I didn't mind because again, like her helping me put those stickers on was allowing me to actually be able to, uh, collect and label and remember the samples, um, by myself. That's cool. I think for me, it's kind of dependent. I think, I think I'm a little bit opposite than Nika. I think with blind people, 
I feel like I can't ask for help, which I think is really sad because I don't know. I felt like, like we're all blind. Like we know what we're going through, but I feel like it's like, Ooh, but like this blind person is so independent and this blind person is this. And if mm. they can do it, I have to do it too. And I can never ask for help or like advice or whatever properly. And I feel like with sighted people, I can ask for help because they don't mind kind of giving it. They're not going to like lecture me. However, sometimes though, with um, sighted people, it's like they're like too quick to help or they want to help so much that I don't feel comfortable asking. So I think with the sighted people, it just depends on the people I know and which person it is. I also think um, with, with that, like it depends on kind of, the relationship right like with my parents my sisters and my brother ask for help all the time so I have no shame because they do it for all their like all the kids mm-hmm. um and that just doesn't make me feel bad I think with like my partner it's funny I should be able to kind of like ask for help but I don't want to because I feel like you know I'm supposed to show that she's not my like caretaker like I can do things myself um and I think like with um, professors or teachers or like friends, if they're, if we're kind of walking together and I already know the route and I already feel like I can just walk behind them with my dog, I'd much rather sighted guide sometimes just so that it's easier to talk. Um, otherwise, I'm always like so far in front that it's hard to talk. So sometimes I just ask, like if someone's offering help, even though I can do something, I just do take it because if someone's offering it and it does make it a little bit easier even though I should feel bad for that like I don't you know there's no should feel bad let's not let's get over that because we're all (laughs) saying it's a problem that we can't ask for help so good for you that you can and I wonder if the learned helplessness that you talked about at the beginning is a factor like if you were trained to accept help from a really young age. In fact, you learned that you needed it. Right. And Mm -hmm. so you, you were able to unlearn that, but still there's a part of you that's like used to getting help. I don't know. I don't know if that's, I feel like it's now like, Oh, I want the help and I need it here, but Oh, right. Learned helplessness. Like I can never tell the difference anymore. Mm. It feels like every time I'm like, this would be easier for me. Well, would it, or are you just being like, uh, you know, Helpless or lazy. Lazy, lazy. It be like personality-based maybe. Like like for me, like I'm always a type, because I feel like we live in a also very like fast-paced society where we all just want things to be like more convenient and done quickly. Whereas Mm -hmm. for me, um, I'm the type of person who rather like puts in the effort to do something, even though it's slower. Uh, So like I... Um, when I went to a swim competition, like the volunteers kind of would always ask like, oh, do you want sighted guide? I'm like, no, I'll follow, even though like in theory, it would be like maybe slightly quicker to navigate through like a busy crowd. I just, so I don't know, maybe like it just might be like, I guess I always like to make things more difficult for myself on purpose, or I guess I kind of am so used to like being rushed and things being done for me because it's easier that for me I'm just like I don't care about convenience I just rather do things the hard way and I think you know maybe not everyone wants to do that which is fine well I think so I think part of it is definitely like oh then I'm gonna have to they're gonna have to turn around and make sure I'm following blah 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 but I think that's also then it's like well you know I've also been told I need to be more social if I'm walking in front of someone with my dog and we walk really fast and I'm focused on guiding and like when you're walking as a blind person, you're focusing on landmarks. You're focusing on those things. I can't turn around and talk to the group of my friends. Mm-hmm. And so like the whole night, it's just kind of gone. I'm, th- I, I really think, I don't know. I'm just like reflecting on my life because I'm quite a bit older than you guys. And there have been times in my life where I would have been more like you, Nika, like, even though I could take the help, I'm not going to, I'm going to show you, I can do it my own self. Like I'm determined, whatever. And, and then over time, I don't know, like for me, I would, I would walk really fast. I still walk pretty fast. And it's, if I really like tried to figure out why that is, why do I walk fast? It's because somewhere in my mind from a very young age, I had the belief that blind people 
shuffle along slowly. Oh yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to be that kind of blind person. I'm going to be the opposite of that. So, and, 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 and blind people in my mind were helpless. So I must be independent. I must be the opposite of helpless. And, and it's, that's the, what would like motivate me. So over time, as I learn about my internalized ableism and my incorrect assumptions and, and, you know, learn what blindness actually is, it's easier for me to slow down a little bit. I mean, how many times do I have to break my foot before I (laughs) (laughs) maybe don't walk so fast everywhere you go? Have you broken it, Sean? Would you like to let our listeners know how many times you've broken your foot? I've broken it three times and sprained it twice. (laughs) So same foot, same ankle, you know, just over and over and over. But yeah, you know, cause I, I walk fast and I've hit a lot of poles and I've had a lot of bruises and, and it's all, it all stems from this, like, I don't want to be that slow line person. See, it's interesting that you say that. Cause I, I think I walk fast sometimes because I worry that it, well, I think it's kind of similar. I worry that if I walk too slow, I'm going to get unsolicited, unsolicited attempts to help me. Like I'm going to get somebody grabbing me or, yep. you know, running up to me and saying, you know, assuming things. And I'm just like, if I walk fast, they will not notice me. I will zoom by um, <laughs> and it will all be fine. And I can continue just being a person in, in the shadows. It's so true though. I was just saying to somebody that if you ever stand somewhere with your cane, people think you're waiting for help. I was yep. waiting for my son to cross the street and this person yelled across the st- or no, they were in their car and they're like, you can cross the street. It's safe. I'm like, no, I don't want to cross. I'm waiting for somebody like yeah. people. If you're just standing there or if you're going really slowly, yeah, they make the assumption that you're, you're needing some help. You're waiting for help. So I totally get it. Mm-hmm. How about times when it's the most difficult and maybe some of this has already been said, but um, I mean, Nick or Ginny, you mentioned with your partner that you're, you know, you feel like you've got something to prove or you're finding it harder. And I, I definitely in a be- the beginning of any relationship, whether it's romantic or just friendship, I feel so it's like so crucial that they know I'm capable So, and, and you kind of mentioned this too, Keisha, you know, sort of like once you've like established your credibility, (laughs) (laughs) you can then gradually, slowly start to ask for something here and there. And then as you become more secure, you can ask for more, but totally in the beginning. So until I know this person is, is like, has staying power, I'm probably not going to ask for anything. Okay. Or if they know that I can do it and they say, I know that you can walk to the garbage can, Ginny, then I'll feel better. Like, if you can acknowledge that you know that I can do the task anyway, then it makes me feel like, all right, they know mm. that I'm capable, but they'll do it anyway. Right. Um, I was also going to say another, like, thing that I, like, like, this is the place where I need help, but I hate asking the most is, when you go to those big, large events or parties and there's like the, you know, everyone's kind of milling about and you're just kind of sitting there in the middle and, you know, wanting to get food or like a beverage and stuff or going to introduce yourself to people. That's the times where I have most trouble asking for help. I don't know why, but I find it most challenging. Mm, I definitely find those situations hard. I never really thought about it in terms of asking for help. Like it's just the more, the louder the environment, the more obstacles, the more, you know, whatever. But, um, I definitely, I mean, I'm, I don't, I probably, I probably wouldn't go to an (laughs) event like that by myself. I don't know. I'm thinking a conference. I would, I've been to a conference by myself and you walk into the conference room and you have to find a place to sit that can be challenging, but if they're all strangers, I'm okay to just be, you know, people can see my white cane and obviously they'll help me. Um, but yeah, then if it's like a buffet lunch and I don't know anyone and now someone needs to help, you know, tell me what's there and, and help me through that scenario, that would be tough. So with buffets, the problem was when I was younger, especially I would not just get one plate. Oh no. I would get five plus. 
And I mean, now I'm on an appetite suppressant for weight loss, so I don't have to worry about that. But back in the day, I would get like appetizers and a salad and like three plates of like different foods and then two plates of desserts. And then the drinks you would have to get from those like drink refill machines. And I could never figure those out. So it would just be like a 10 times getting up and sitting back down. So it was a process with me too. That's funny because I, at, in those, I can remember one party I went to, it was actually like a, a kid's birthday, a kid's first birthday. And it was, uh, somebody I didn't know really well. And although she was visually impaired, so I thought I would get help. And I was there with my baby who was only like five months old and <laughs> I didn't eat <laughs> the entire time because and it yeah. wasn't. And I mean, this is like, there were people who knew her and she was visually impaired. So it wasn't like they weren't comfortable with blindness, but nobody really offered. Nobody told me what there was and somebody would have had to hold my baby while I eat. And nobody offered to do that either. And I wasn't just going to like plop them on the floor in this place <laughs> that I wasn't familiar with. And it was like the most awkward situation ever. So yeah, I, I just, I just go without. And there are times when there's Same. like snacks on the table or something. And I, I'm sure like, I love food. I'm sure I'd be all over them, but I don't want to kind of feel around for things. I, I don't want to ask. So I just go without. I bring a purse yeah. full of snacks everywhere I go and I get made fun of all <laughs> the time, but I'm like, do you know what it's like to not know, like to just be like, overwhelmed by either a setting or not know where the food is or feeling awkward because you know whatever reason mm -hmm. and then you're hungry and I get hangry yeah. um so I'm like I I will be pat I always make sure there's at least a couple granola bars a couple snackies in there and uh yeah like but that is just a that is us like with I mean well that's not us that's me with my stubborn streak though Oh, like, me too, though. <laughs> yeah, I, <don't> eat. <laughs> I compare that to like having to go to the bathroom. Let's say I'm and camping, <laughs> camping. I have to go to the bathroom and the bathroom is an outhouse down the road. I'm going to I'm not going to drink very much nope. because I don't want to have to ask somebody to take me to the bathroom multiple times in an evening. Right. Same. So I do that, too. <laughs> but it sucks because yeah, I just I want to just eat and drink like everyone else. And yeah. I know it's my own thing. No one's going to mind and people probably will be going anyways, but this fear of like being too much work to be with just gets in the way. We've established that, um, you know, once we feel comfortable in a relationship with somebody and they've, they already know that we're capable, it gets easier to ask for help is for anybody listening who wants to be helpful, maybe has somebody in their life who's blind. Um, are there things that people can do to make us feel, to make it easier for us to ask for help? I'd say offer and don't be, be disappointed with the answer you, you get or don't be shocked. Just kind of be like, okay. I, I'm going to say something really cheesy, but <laughs> I want to know that you like me. <laughs> Yeah, I sort of need some reassurance that you don't mind. Like, I really don't mind giving you a ride or I'd, I'd, I'd actually value your company on the ride home. So can I please drive you home mm. would make me feel better about asking for the ride in the first place. Like it's actually more fun if you come to, or, um, I'm scared of the outhouse. So I want you to come with me. Yeah, totally. Like right? I, I've definitely, I've definitely said like somebody has in the past, like this is just an example, but this is just kind of like a contextual example. Like they might be like, Oh, Keisha, like, uh, do you want me to give you a ride home? And then I'll be like thinking, Oh, that's going to be a pain for them. No. And then later I, I learned that they were actually really looking forward to it. And they're actually crushed now that right. like they were kind of, they're like, Oh, this is going to be fun. Like we're going to, we're going to jam out. We're going to like I don't know. I, I can finally yeah. like open up to her about this thing I wanted to talk to her about. And instead I was like, no, like, no, thank you. I I'm fine to do it on my own. And they were like, Oh, okay. I'll respect your boundaries. But geez, I was really looking forward to it. And I like, when they told me this, like when they tell me this, I'm like, wow, what? Like, I didn't even know. 
Yeah. But yeah, that's, it's funny, right? Like, it's funny that we are like surprised or I'm surprised some, it's, it's weird that I'm surprised sometimes that people really actually just want to hang out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had an incident recently. Um, My family was supposed to go camping with three other families and we're all friends and my husband had to work. And so I was debating, do I go with my son without my husband? And these are neighbor friends. So we've, we've known them for a long time and we're, we're pretty close, but we're, I'm used to hanging out with them mostly, you know, when the kids are around or when the husbands are around or all, all of the above. And I, I really was like, I'm going to need a lot of help, like camping. Things are not just like in the fridge, in my kitchen where I know where they are. Right. It's harder. It's harder to do all the things. And I was talking to one of my friends about it and I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to have a hard time. I don't like, I don't want to be a burden. And, and she was one of the other people that was coming and she's like, you're not a burden. You're it's more, it'll be more fun if you're there. And like, you know, we go for walks every week and you're, you give me free counseling. Like (laughs) she, she said all the right things that made me feel like, okay, maybe I'm worth the work, but I needed that reassurance. I still didn't go camping because she was only one of the three (laughs) families. And I didn't have that same heart to heart with the other two. So I didn't really give them a chance to say that, that I was worth the work, but, but those are the kinds of things like I need to know you're okay. You're okay to that. You have to read the menu to me. You're okay. That yeah, that I might, I might need some help with something. I'm st- it's still, I'm still worth hanging out with. Yeah. Like, I agree. Feel important and worthy, please. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not only that to like, let be honest with us. I think sometimes if it is out of your way, because I know like a lot of times mm. with, with us, like some people, well, Oh no, no, don't worry about it. No. If you need gas money, if it is out of your way, yes. if you can't that day, do be honest with us. I mean, please don't like be rude, <laughs> but like, be honest with us because we'll value you that much more because you know we want to know when it's genuine help versus that you know pity help the pressure the pity help and mm-hmm. I think for me too knowing that yeah. I help everybody with this like I've recently had people say oh I edit things for everybody not just you that like makes me feel better um knowing that you do this for everybody and not just me I was thinking of of something else that I really appreciate help with is clothes shopping and, uh, you know, having somebody who actually really loves to go shopping and is excited at the prospect of trying to find things for me that would look, you know, like get to play grown up Barbie, (laughs) except I don't look like a Barbie, but anyways, (laughs) um, is like, it's so helpful if they're like, Oh no, like I really love shopping. I would love to go help you find an outfit for this thing you have to go to. Then I feel like, okay, this is, I don't feel like I'm a chore and I've asked you to do this thing because the opposite can happen where you go shopping with somebody and they're bitter because they're not looking at anything that they want to look at. They're looking at, you know, especially if you're not the same size or you don't have the same style or you want to shop at different stores or, or maybe they can't afford to buy clothes. So they're just shopping for you. I don't know. I've had that situation where it just doesn't feel good. And then I, I just want to hurry up and want it to be over and, and won't take the time. But if somebody is actually like really enjoying themselves and you know, that ahead of time that they're looking forward to it and they're excited to help you in this way, then I can, you know, try on another three things and take my time and, and, and feel okay about it. Yeah, I actually love it when people say no. <laughs> yeah. um, like I not not all the time, like obviously, but I um, my uh, current partner, like he actually says no sometimes, and I trust him a lot because of it. Um, mm-hmm. I because he's I've asked him for help sometimes, and he's like, mm, you know what, I can't, or or I'll say like, let's try to do this, and he'll be like, nah, I'm not into that idea. I don't I don't like it. Um, and I'm like, that's fantastic because now I know that if I do ask you for something that you're not comfortable with, you will say no. And now I just feel like way more trust about it. That's such a good point. 
worry about them being like genuine because you know they always are well Mm -hmm. and there's nothing worse than the grumbly yes yeah the the huffy (laughs) yes can i have a do you mind giving me a ride (laughs) yeah i guess so you know that like i just want to like i want to withdraw the request and then i try to and i'll say forget it don't worry about it i'll take the bus but then they're they're like all stopping weird (laughs) <laughs> but my siblings, siblings do that all the time they're always like you know the huffy yes and I can never tell if that's siblings being siblings yeah or if that's the blindness thing but that too like sometimes if someone doesn't want to help me at all that also makes me feel weird I don't know I think I'd appreciate this the saying no and I, I feel yeah. like sometimes my husband I, I just read his I know him really well. So <laughs> he might say yes, or I'll say, can you pick me up when I'm done here tomorrow at whatever time? And he shows up and he's in a bad mood. And I immediately think it's that he didn't want to pick me up, but he didn't say no. And now he's grumpy. And now I'm resentful and, and mad at him because I feel like a burden. So like, then we get in a fight and instead of me being appreciative that he picked me up, I'm <laughs> it doesn't go well. So I think, yeah, if you, if the person does say no, sometimes then you know that they will say no mm-hmm. when they need to. Right. Like it's, it's really, yeah. it's just, it, it's, it creates a, an environment of security. Um, yeah. and, and just like that whole honesty thing, it, it's really, and it's not like, I, I don't feel offended. It's not like it's mean. It's just like, it's a boundary and I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. It's healthy too. Right. Like there's a lot of conversation now in society about boundaries and healthy, healthy balance. And I think this is just one, one part of that as well. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're honest and open about stuff like this, it kind of like sometimes when you try to hold things in or don't really share how you're feeling, it can cause it to fester and create a lot of resentment. Yep. Okay. So here's an interesting question. Are there times when you accept help and you don't need it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And oh, why? Yeah. Why do you do like give us because some examples? Because the person won't leave me alone. <laughs> okay. So somebody who's just really persistent and or insistent. like they're following you down the street and they're like, you know, kind of like not trusting that you'll that you know where you're going. It's just like, you know, for your sake, I will accept the help. Mm. So it's more effort to like fight people. Like Yeah. Well, and for me it's like sometimes there's people that I lay I may lay my boundaries down like a million times and they just keep pushing. So I'm like, you know what? I I don't have the strength in me to fight right now and to be assertive. Like maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, I'm just hanging out tonight and you know what? Like, is it worth the energy that I'm going to put forth (laughs) this time? Um, maybe it is next time, but like right now I'm exhausted and I just don't really, you know what? Let it happen. It was, you know, yeah. I, th- I feel, um, older members of my family, I mm. tend to be really helpful, more helpful than they need to be. And I, I just feel like I can't say I don't need that or I'm fine. Or, you know, I just let them do their thing. Cause I feel like it makes them feel good to be helping me to be remote controlling me or give, you know, yelling directions at me, or there's your chair, or, you know, let me take you here or let me get this for you. Or let <laughs> it just, no, I don't I know. Agree. I just- agree. Same with my older members of family, but I have feel like that also has to do more with culture because in that it's like rude. Yeah. Not, you know? It feels the like, same for me. It does feel yeah. rude to say yeah. anything about it. I just feel like I have to just accept it, even though I'm cringing inside <laughs> and I'm like, all of my resistance to receiving help is screaming within me. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. You said older family member, like it kind of reminds me of my grandpa. And for him, he also lived in England for like quite a a while so like he kind of has that like be a gentleman type thing really yes yeah um and with him you know it's like I'm a disabled woman so like the most damseled in distress as I can get basically um like I am never allowed to open a door by myself when he is there like car door door into a building doesn't matter 
Um, and it's kind of like I can try to keep saying like I can open my own and close my own car door by myself, but like when someone's like, you know, 80 something and they've kind of like, is it really fair to like try and make them unlearn it? It's funny because, um, I'm thinking of, yeah, like older gentlemen who are used to holding the door for the lady to walk through, but then they're guiding you. And, and so they try to do that. They try to, you know, so you're holding their arm and, and they open the door and then they usher you through first, (laughs) (laughs) but that's not how you do sighted guide through a door. And I always say, no, no, you have the sight, you go first, you know, like you're allowed to go first in this situation. Don't be a gentleman is what I will say to people because it actually, yeah, makes it harder. Like with, with Sadie, um, people will like run in front and like open the door or they'll press the little buttons mm-hmm. and then she doesn't really get to show me where the door is mm-hmm. or they'll just hold it and not say anything. Yeah. And I'm just left there kind of groping in space for it. So I'd rather someone not hold the door or open the door for me. Well, I think we could probably do a whole other podcast on like how to be helpful and how Mm -hmm. not to be helpful, but (laughs) is there anything else anybody wants to say about asking for help? You appreciate it. I feel like we've spent this so much time talking about how much we don't need it and how hard, like how much, like how hard it is for us to accept it. But we do always appreciate the offer, even though we say no, like we do appreciate it. When it's presented respectfully, yeah. A hundred percent, yeah. And like, like for example, like last night, like I was trying to find a new bus pole that I had never found before. And I had a guy just very respectfully and simply ask like, hey, what uh, do you need help with anything? And I was like, actually, yes, please. <laughs> I would love it. And then he showed, he told me, didn't grab me. He didn't push me. He didn't, you know, hover he just showed me and then he was like, okay, well have a good night. And that is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I should, I, I want to say, um, you know, just for like probably average Jane or Joe who's listening, who doesn't know anyone who's blind. I hope we have some of those listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever offered help to somebody and they've been grumpy about it, like somebody who's blind and they've been grumpy about it, it's, that's why, right. This, this sort of like all that we've been talking about is kind of at the heart of that. So if it's hard to accept help, it's hard to ask for help because you feel like, you know, you're, you're feeding into like a stereotype of blindness that is negative or, or something like that. Like that is why sometimes we might be a little bit snippy, (laughs) uh, pulling away and saying, no, thank you. And, or just saying no, thank you in the first place. Cause I feel Mm -hmm. like sometimes people are offended when you say no, thank you. Even if you do it politely Mm -hmm. because they just, they're like, how, how dare you turn down my help? And I really want people to understand why we turn Mm -hmm. down the help sometimes. And it's Mm -hmm. not, it's not that we're not grateful. We just want to show you that we don't actually need it. Yeah. Or maybe like we're just fed up with, you know, maybe the day could have had anything happen too. We could have had our boundaries pushed many times. We could have had a personal issue happen. That was hard. Like anything that you might've gone through Mm. and uh, because blindness is not the only thing on our plates. And so, you know, there's a million reasons why we might not be as receptive and definitely that proving ourselves is one of them. But yeah, like, don't, might, uh, don't take it to heart. <laughs> and this might be like a whole can of worms, but I also feel like really stressed out about having to make sure to be extra polite when I'm like refusing help, because then if I'm like even slightly grumpy, I feel like then like I'm just ambassador of the blind community. And that if like the sighted person sees one blind person being grumpy, they're going to think that all of us are. Mm-hmm. So then I feel like totally pressure, like I have the whole yeah of this community on my shoulders and it's a whole it's a whole process I totally feel that too yes and some days I'm just so fed up I don't care but most of the time (laughs) most of the time I do care and I feel like I better smile even though I want to kick you (laughs) (laughs) don't ever grab us please 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 don't ever do that keep your hands to yourself (laughs) 
yes. Hands Unless yourself, we have given you explicit consent. Yes. That's right. Use your words. <laughs> and if you're a stranger, we have not given you consent. Yeah. Let's just be clear. No, yes. not until you asked and we've said yes. And don't grab, please don't grab our mobility devices either. Yeah. Do not touch the dog, cane, walker, wheelchair of anybody who is disabled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks, you guys. I really appreciate you being here. This has been a really fantastic conversation, and I'm happy to to speak with like-minded folks that have a bit of a challenge around asking for help. It's comforting to know um, we're all on a journey, and uh, I think I think we'll get there eventually. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for having us. I mm-hmm. really being here on this episode. You've been listening to Limitless. If you have a question, a comment, a future topic request, please send us an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca. We would love to hear from you. Please share our podcast with a friend, like, subscribe, leave us a rating and join us next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted along with their families. Music for this podcast is composed by Sean Bishop and Clement Chow. Production and audio editing by Rob Minot. For more information about Blind Beginnings and the work it does to support children and youth who are blind and partially sighted along with their families, visit us on the web at www.blindbeginnings.ca and also remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you next time.